Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us for another ACB uh, community conference call or community event. You know, because we all can't be together in person, uh, this is just a great way and a great service that ACB and our members are providing to one another. Um, thank you to everyone who is attending the webinar here with us via Zoom, as well as everyone who's listening over ACB radio. For folks who want to learn more about ACB's community conference calls and the other programming available via ACB radio, please visit www.acb.org. And without further ado, our programming tonight is all about assistive technology. So it's in, in this current COVID climate, you know, folks can't do things the way they, with the way they once did, right? Um, it's a lot more difficult to do things out in person, as well as to receive assistance from a sighted peer when you have to remain six feet apart. So assistive technology is playing a great, great role for assisting ACB members, as well as a lot of other people who are blind, visually impaired, and otherwise disabled in the community whether that's helping us in the classroom, with employment, uh, which we'll hear about a little bit here tonight, or just household tasks. So in the past, ACB has done some, some great programming uh, to highlight the work of IRA and the remote virtual assistance that they provide. We launched a partnership with Be My Eyes and ACB is now available as a specialized service as a blindness organization on the Be My Eyes platform. And tonight we're talking with some other partners of ACB or CAM. So as we get into the program, we'll hear from Dr. Brian Walensky, who's a practicing, a practicing uh, low vision optometrist, as well as a um, Excuse me, Brian, I lost my notes here. Um, Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, your role with ORCAM, please, please elaborate for me as I'm struggling to pull up my notes here. So I work with, I'm a low vision optometrist in New York City, as well as work in clinical and professional relations with uh, ORCAM technologies. Yes, as an ORCAM consultant. And then after Brian says a few words, we'll also hear from Fitz Martin. Fitz Martin is an ACB member from New York. He's a music producer and is on the board of the Greater New York chapter, as well as the Greater New York chapter's delegate to the American Council of the Blind of New York. And then after Fitz shares his experience with the ORCAM, uh, ORCAM MyI2, and how he uses it on a, a daily and professional basis. Then we'll hear from, let's see here, Odit Sim, who is ORCAM's business development market, uh, business development manager. manager. <laughs> yes, thank you, here in the United States, uh, about some of the other products that ORCAM has that are available, as well as how, how ORCAM is developing content to serve the community. So Odette, how are you doing this evening? I'm good, I'm good, everything is okay. We are excited to be here today. Well, great, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. So Brian, tell us a little bit about the work you do with ORCAM as well as a low vision optometrist. 
Sure. Well, the work I do with OrCam is as a consultant is uh, really um, initially when I first met OrCam about seven years ago, I can't believe it's that long already. Uh, it was really to help uh, with the training protocols and help with the user guide and help introduce them to people in uh, the field of low vision and visual impairment and visual impairment rehabilitation. And uh, now what I work with is things like this and introducing OrCam and this great technology to everyone, uh, as well as uh, working as a low vision optometrist where I get to interact with my patients and help lots of people. So that's what I enjoy doing. Thank you. I, a lot of people are familiar with assistive technology, right? Whether that's a, a CCTV, a braille note taker, and so forth. Um, where does OrCam fit in in the assistive technology world? Well, that's the issue. I mean, you, you can't put OrCam into a category. It's really, I believe, a category all by itself. It's, it's not working with your eyes, so it's not a CCTV. It's not magnifying anything, so it's not like electronic magnification. Uh, it does do OCR but it is not really like a screen reader, even though it can read off of screens. So it's kind of in a category all by itself. It's multifunctional, it's portable, and we're gonna talk about it today. I have a PowerPoint to go over. Um, and Fitz uh, is as well gonna, gonna show the device and demonstrate it, and, and I'm gonna demonstrate some of the newer features. But it's really uh, about artificial intelligence and computer vision combined, and combining those two fields and machine learning. And it's really advanced uh, technology that's really coming together and empowering people. So, Brian, whenever new technology is unveiled, uh, you know, I think back to when the iPhone first came on the market and everyone's looking at this, basically a glass coaster, right? And wondering, how the heck am I going to use that? Where did the buttons just go on my phone? And in the case of the iPhone, we had to wait you know, until the third generation to have accessibility built in. With something like artificial intelligence, um, how is that being leveraged to aid the blind and visually impaired community? And how is OrCam uh, including that technology in their products? Well, they started right from the beginning, including it in the products. So when it was first built, OrCam was made specifically for people who are blind and visually impaired. So it came directly with the accessibility features put in. So now specifically in features I'm going to talk about like language processing, natural language processing, you can actually speak with the device and it in, you can interact with it. And it's, it's very interactive at this point. So it's meant to be used by someone with visual difficulties, vision loss, or someone who's blind. That's fascinating. And I'm pretty sure folks are tired from hearing from me. So why don't we just get into it? Why don't we uh, show some of the things that folks can do with OrCam products? Sure. So I had a little presentation that I'd like to start with, if that's okay. So I'm going, to share, I'm going to share the screen. And a lot of the things that we were just hitting on, um, we will definitely uh, talk about. So I'm just sharing my screen now, and I'm putting up a PowerPoint presentation. I just want to get the slideshow and we'll say play from start. So 
as I mentioned, my name is Brian Walensky, Dr. Walensky, Dr. Brian, whoever's paying the bill can call me whatever you like. That's what I feel. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of patients come in to see me with a lot of different uh, worries about their vision loss at being a low vision optometrist. You know, I, I see a lot of my aging patients, you know, diagnosed with macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, and they're very nervous coming in. Um, but I see a varied, all varied ages. Um, and of course, always the number one complaint I get from people is reading. So reading is the number one complaint, followed by many other, other problems that people are having, functional difficulties that people are having, that driving inability, using the assistive equipment, maybe they've been prescribed, mobility issues, performing in-home activities, lighting and glare issues can be a problem, facial recognition, that social issue, I hear that so often uh, from people that they're, they're just nervous about not recognizing someone and feel like they're being rude. Um, these are real issues for, for uh, people. And um, when people come in to, to see me for an exam, me, I'm really trying to get what is the need of the individual and what goals can we make and what solutions can we find to meet those goals for each individual. And it's very individualized. Everyone has their own goals. Um, so I always love learning from my patients and I love learning from everybody. And I was with a gentleman named Mustafa Tyson, who is a uh, chef and he is visually impaired and he's using the OrCam device. And we were doing a uh, program and someone uh, said to him, um, okay, show us how you can read with OrCam because you can't read. He goes, what are you talking about? I can read. I just can't see to read. And really that's a big distinction for people because it's not intelligence. It's not based on everyone thinks, oh, you can't read. It's they can put it with intelligence and it's totally not. Uh, it happens a lot with uh, people with dyslexia and reading difficulties like as well. So it's really, no, I can read. I just can't see to read and you need the right tool to help. That's all. Um, and there are different reading strategies. Um, if you have some sight uh, or is, uh, for uh, visually impaired patients, I might use magnification or some other non-optical aids. Um, for, uh, we can also use sound like OCR systems and screen readers uh, like, like we just mentioned before, uh, or even now tactile, of course, which is Braille. Um, but really any type of technology that you're using, you really, it's gonna be very personal to you. And that's a friend of mine, Brian Fischler, who I always give props to because he's a teacher of assistive technology, said to me also another great thing that, I, like I said, I'm always learning from everybody. Assistive technology is very personal. And that's what it is. You have to try something out, see if it works for you, and see if it meets your needs. Now, OrCam and the stuff we're talking about today, I mean, it's amazing tech that's coming out today. OrCam is an amazing device. But really, you know, technology has been around for a long, long time, accessible technology. And one of the first original kind of OCR instruments is something called the Optiphone. And I don't know if anyone knows, and I have a picture of it here. It's this, it's a man sitting with a pair of headphones on with this big, big machine, maybe twice the size of a, what an old fashioned typewriter is, or maybe a, um, a, a, a old fashioned computer screen. Um, and what it did, and it was first introduced in 1914. And what it did is it went over each letter. And as it went over each letter, it admitted a sound. And from that sound, you knew what the letter was. 
So people were about to were able to read about one word per minute. Uh, the person, uh, the fastest person, was able to read about 60 words per minute. That was the fastest someone was able to read. So really, assistive technology is over 100 years old. Uh, thankfully, we're at the point where we're at now, where we're now talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning and so much more. Um, and now we're also talking about computer vision. And there's a paper that I, re that I read that I really liked by uh, Manzucci and Coughlin in 2012 that states, computer vision holds great promise for helping persons with blindness or visual impairments to interpret and explore the visual world. But then they go on to explain in their paper, it's gotta be cosmetically appealing, it's gotta be convenient to use. It's of course, cost is always a factor for everything, especially with new technology. Uh, it's gotta perform and it's gotta perform at a high rate, 99, 100%, it's gotta perform. And usability, so how useful is something for you and, and how is it used? So all of these things need to be a factor. Now, computer vision is a field that includes methods for acquiring, processing, analyzing, and understanding images. And basically, in computer vision has been used also for many years in industry for multiple purposes. Um, it's been used for visual gazing, uh, augmented reality, tracking, um, industrial autom automation and inspection, security, and now we're seeing an automated driving. So I actually have a picture of a gentleman uh, in the lower right corner driving a car without his hands on the steering wheel. And that's really the future, uh, this you know, self-driving cars. And that's where computer vision does come in. Now, if we take computer vision and we combine that with artificial intelligence, I mean, we're talking about the, ne the next level. Really different fields of computer vision, computer science coming together uh, to help. And that's really how, where OrCam um, comes in. And that's really the mission of ORCAM. So ORCAM's mission is to harness the power of artificial vision by incorporating pioneering technology into a wearable AI-driven platforms, which improves quality of life. They're comprised, the company is comprised of computer vision experts, machine learning experts, uh, and the team uh, strives to provide aids uh, through discrete, mobile, and easy to use interfaces. And that's really what they're trying to do. I'm just moving to the next slide. Sorry, I hit something here that's not allowing me to <laughs> make it go. There we are, perfect. And what I have here is a picture of the front of the ORCAM office. ORCAM is actually in uh, Jerusalem, it's in Israel. And uh, the company was founded in 2010 by Dr. Amnon Shashua and Ziv Aviram. Um, and they actually co-founded another company in the 90s, a very successful company called Mobileye, which utilized com computer vision for, as a collision avoidance system uh, for cars. And now that's what's being put into autonomous driving. And that picture I had before of a gentleman uh, not holding the steering wheel while driving was Dr. Amnon Shashua himself. Uh, in 2013, they came out with their first 4Cam MyEye device. And uh, they went through beta testing for the next two years. And then they launched the OrCam MyEye device in 2015. In 2017, they came out with the MyEye 2 device, which basically shrunk the instrument device, made it smaller, made it more powerful, and got away with a wire. So it was definitely more discreet, lighter in weight, 
and just a, a better interface to use. Um, and in 2020, this year, we just launched OrCam Read, which is a handheld version of uh, a reading device, which I'm going to get into as well. And now also, which we're going to talk about tonight, which is very exciting, the MyI2 Pro. And we'll go over all of these. But first, I wanted to bring up the MyI2 or the OrCam MyI2. And we touched a little bit about this before. The OrCam MyI2 device is the world's most advanced wearable assistive technology that was specifically designed for people who are blind or visually impaired, as I said before. Um, it's about the size of your finger, weighs less than an ounce, and attaches to most any eyeglasses. It just has two little magnets on the side of, on the back side of the device, and as long as you could put little magnets on your glasses, it'll, it'll go to any eyeglasses. Um, the device will take a picture and then speak back the information either through a Bluetooth uh, earphone or a Bluetooth uh, headset or through an external speaker right on the device next to your ear, the information that it sees. So specifically, the, few, the, the things that OrCam does, as I mentioned before, it's a multifunctional device, is that it's able to read text. So you can use it to enjoy the morning paper, read your favorite book, you can read emails even off your phone, you can use it in your studies, and you can use it for work. You can use it anywhere. I have a picture here of a woman sitting in a park bench using her OrCam. It's on the right side of her glasses, and she is pointing towards her book. And there's a pointing feature, which we're going to discuss. It works by uh, hand gestures, which Fitz will mention uh, when we get to him in a moment. But uh, she's able to just sit out in a park and read on her own. Now, the issue of this is that it's not working off the internet. It's not working off the cloud. It's its own self-contained unit. So basically you use it anywhere you want and for whatever you want to read. It also recognizes faces. So it has facial recognition. You can recognize loved ones, friends, coworkers. They're announced seamlessly in real time. So as soon as the device sees them, it's announcing them. So there's another picture of a man and a woman just sitting in like a kind of a living room setting and she is recognizing him through the OrCam. So when it sees the, the person across the room, it's gonna say the person's name. It also, OrCam identifies products and barcodes. So someone can shop independently, you can grab kitchen items and you can, it'll, it'll recognize what they are with, uh, and it instantly will recognize products and barcodes as well. So there's a picture here of a woman who is uh, recognizing a uh, little bag of Petridge Farm cookies. And it will also recognize money and colors. Uh, so you always know how much money you have in your hand. And I know Fitz uh, can tell you for that. He likes the, the money identifier. And there's a picture of a person identifying a $5 bill. Or in colors, you can uh, pick out clothing and look at the and, and know the color. So this one uh, is a person on the upper right picture is uh, pointing at a color and then when they use their finger to point at it, the uh, device or cam will tell, will tell the name of the color. And it's all done, like I said, with a simple pointing gesture. So at this time, I did want to introduce Fitz. Uh, one thing I know you talked about him being an AC, ACB member as well as a delegate uh, for the GNYCB. Uh, but he's also been an OrCam user since 2018. But more importantly, Fitz is like a fixture here in New York. He's, in, he's from Brooklyn, New York. He's a driving force here in New York. 
He's a well-known and respected recording engineer, producer, and recording artist, and he's the founder of Willpower Entertainment. So he's an amazing, amazing guy. Uh, I still have not made it over to your studio, Fitz, but I plan on making it there. Uh, let me stop sharing my screen and see if we can get Fitz on the screen now. Brian, thank you for that presentation. And Fitz Martin, are, how are you doing this evening? Do we have Fitz? Can you hear me? Have him, but he might be on mute. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, hey, sir. Fitz. Yes, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad to share Arcam with the world. You know, that's one of my favorite things. Well, thank you for joining us and thank yes. you for being an ACB member as well. Yes. Two of my, two of my favorite companies has joined. I'm like, is this a miracle or what? <laughs> <laughs> so yes. before you get into how you use Orcam, uh, tell folks what your, what your life is like on the day to day. So, um, One second. Sure. Okay, I had to start my video, one, one second. So yeah. I'm currently in the studio right now. Um, my day is consists of, I go to school right now. I'm currently in, at Baruch College. I'm a junior at Baruch College. And um, I would start school, say, around 10 a.m. in the morning. I'll be back home around 7 p.m. And then I have studio time from 7 to, you know, whatever time, it stops. Um, I've been running a studio now for over 20 years. Um, from I did everything from, you know, the engineering to cleaning the bathroom, everything. <laughs> um, I started out in the, what would you call that? Not the digital era, but the analog era where, yeah. you know, we recorded on tapes. So, you know, it took me a while to change over because everything was not accessible. And that's one of the things that, you know, Arcam really helps, helps me with, even though, you know, I have voiceover, I have everything that's accessible for my computer. When it does freeze, Arcam, I, I can point Arcam at the screen and it'll, it'll help me. So my day is consists of studio time in school, basically. And how does Arcam help you in those two environments? All right. In the studio... Um, I'm not sure, but everyone should at least see the mixing console, what a mixing console is. It's the biggest thing in the, in the studio with a lot of buttons. You know, I have a 24-track mixing console, and each, each track on the console has at least 30 different functions. It's no way I'm going to remember every function on that trackboard. So I'll use my RCAM in the middle of a section or something just to remember what this button is. Once I point to it, it follows the, um, my, my fingernail. And once I hear it, it makes the sound, I move my fingernail and it tells me what button it is. And that could be a crucial gain that I need to push up a little bit, you know, to, you know, get a little bit more out of a sound. And did you, have to, did you have to program it to follow your fingernail, or is that a built-in gesture? That's a built-in gesture. That's a built-in It comes what other, with... What other ahead. common gestures do you use? I use the stop gesture. That's like just putting up your hand in a stop motion in front of you whenever, um, if it's reading and you, don't long, you no longer want to hear what it's saying, 
Just put up your um, stop motion. Also, there's a watch motion where you put up your hand like you're reading the watch, and it'll tell you the time. That's a great one. Um, that's the ones I use the most, the stop motion and the time motion. And the fingernail, and I'm um, tapping it on the side. And what does the side tap do? The side tap does everything that um, the side tap will, whatever you're focusing on, like if I'm focusing on a book and I tap the side, it's going to read the book. It's going to take a picture of that, whatever page you're looking at, and it's going to read it from top to bottom, whatever it's co it covered. How instantaneous does it read what you want it to read, Fitz? I would say in about, about a second, two second tops. And, it, and I imagine that's right pretty away. important for the work you do to sound mixing in the studio. Yes, yes. You know, you're on someone else's time. It's not your time. <laughs> you're on someone else's time. And any delay or just vibe, you know, you could kill the vibe of a studio if you're over there doing something technical of a so whole session. You know? Fitz, are you, able to, are you able to demo for us how you use OrCam here this evening? Yes. I'll show you how. Um, also, in school, I want to share this with y'all. Being back in school, you know, the syllabus, that's given out every beginning of the semester. My OrCam reads my syllabus in the corner. I turn it down, and I, I can stay up up to date with the class. I don't have to wait to get home to get access to what's on the syllabus. I can actually stay with the class that first day. So, the, so one of the things that RCAM is great for, right? Right now, you know, once again, I'm, in, I'm, I'm at Baruch. I got to give them their plug. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of books that's not in any digital forms. So there's no way of reading it or getting it on your computer or getting it on your braille device. I'm, I'm a fluid braille reader also. There's no way to get it on your, um, your note taker. So RCAM still put those books in my hand. For instance, the one that I'm going to share with y'all right now. One second. All right, this is the book I'm going to share with y'all. It's going to read the first page, the name of the book, and then second, I'm going to read the table of contents for y'all. I'm just going to start off with the first page. How fast? Economy, how fashion, art, and music drive New York City, with a new preface by the author Elizabeth Current. Okay, were y'all able to hear that? Loud and clear. All right. All right. Now I'm going to go to the table of contents. One line of unreadable text. Contents. Preface to the paperback Eaton Preface Acknowledgements. Chapter. Art. 
culture, and New York City. Chapter 2 How it all began from the rise of the factory to the rise of bling. Chapter 3 Becoming creative. Chapter 4 The social life of creativity. Chapter 5 The economics of a dance floor. Chapter 6 Creating buzz. Selling school. And on and on. But that's definitely a book that a producer would want to have the knowledge of. You know, um, also in the studio, right? You know, I have a lot of equipment. So, for instance, I'm going to let it read a couple of equipments for y'all. All right. So I, I forgot what this equipment is. All right. Let's see what it's going to tell me. Nine thousand six hundred Apollo Twin. It told me that was the Apollo Twin. That's my interface, right? And what is that? That's my interface. That's what speaks to the computer that changes audio into a digital form. Wow. Nine thousand six hundred out. Symphony Vo. Symphony, that's another one. That's another interface. So you see that it, when I'm in the studio, and if I have, you know, I forget a piece of equipment, all I have to do is point the R cam towards towards the equipment, press it, and it'll tell me what's on it. It'll tell me if it's gain, and tell me, um, you know, threshold and whatever it is, and it'll, and it goes across, so I can, you know, I'll remember what it, what's there. And like I was speaking about earlier, it, when you're in the studio, you're pushing your computer to the max, right? So, you know, I have voiceover. I use voiceover on the computer. But when the computer freezes, there's no more, you know, use of voiceover. I have to use RCAM. That's when RCAM kicks in. I have to point it because, you know, you don't want to just, you don't, you don't, you don't want to just, you know, turn your computer off because you may want to save. It may, it may be, you know, a couple hours of work. If you just turn your computer off, you're going to lose. You want that last app option, like, can I save at least before I restart the computer? RCAM gives me that option, gives me back that option when I can actually point the RCAM at the screen and it can tell me what's on the actual screen. Is there a save tab instead of just turning my computer off? Wow, that's really cool. And I, uh, I'm going to follow up with you to get a copy of that book. I need to learn how New York went from the the city of factories to the city of bling. <laughs> I'm telling you, buddy. It's the book. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I, I felt so left out in class when I, could, I couldn't find a digital format. And I was like, oh, my ORCAM. And I went right, right to my ORCAM, and I've been keeping up since. Nice. And what version of ORCAM do you use? Fitz? ORCAM My Eye 2. And the second version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Brian, what are some of the the newer features that OrCam is including in the MyEye platform? Sure. So the uh, other other features, like we talked about, is facial recognition, product recognition, barcode reading, color, money. But the newest thing is that we're introducing is the OrCam MyEye Pro. So I wanted to bring up a slide of that one, and. Bring up my desktop again. Move that over. And 
basically um, the now OrCam has some new functions, and one of those new functionalities is called is called interactive reading, and that's going to be in the new OrCam My Eye Pro. And what I'd like to do is demonstrate uh, that that. So actually, I'm not going to share this because I want to be on the screen to demonstrate it. So what I'm going to do is I have the OrCam My Eye Pro right here with me, and I just turned it on. And I'm actually going to put it onto a uh, Bluetooth speaker. So hopefully it connects. And it should connect. Giving it one. There we go. Bluetooth audio device superstar hotshot connected. Bluetooth audio device superstar hotshot connected. Perfect. So I'm not the superstar. That's Fitz. <laughs> so so hotshot. <laughs> what I have is I have the device. Again, it's about the size of your finger. weighs less than an ounce. And it's um, magnetically attached to the right side of my glasses. So I want, with the new feature, interactive reading, that's just it. I interact with OrCam. It has natural language processing, so it understands me now of what I want. So what I want to do and what I'm going to demonstrate is I'm going to double tap on the device instead of tapping once like Fitz was doing. He was tapping once and what it did is it took a picture and then started reading. But I'm going to double tap because that goes into a different mode. And when I double tap, I'm going to say the, the term start interactive reading. It's going to take a photo of a page that I have here in front of me. It's a magazine of my boring optometry uh, you know, stuff that I read. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to then listen to my commands. So let me try taking a picture and start the interactive reading. So I'm going to start with the double tap, and everyone will hear. Start interactive reading. Note that there may be more text below. Ready. Read the headlines. Found three headlines. First result, optometry times how to diagnose a swollen optic nerve careful case history and thorough clinical exam point to next steps. Second result, ADS unified to protest university name change. Third result, how and pluton affects the ocular sore face. Read second article. ADS unified to protest university name change. Skipped one line of unreadable text. End of article. So of course, right? Nothing works perfect the first time. Let's try. Let's re read the third article. I didn't understand. Let's try again. Read the third article. How and Pluton affects the ocular sore face by Maria A. Primus. O O F A A O. Optometrists understand how dot angiotrons can impact visitor and overall air health. On and patients come into new offices with dry eye complaints. And we point to. So I'm going to just stop the whole process by putting my hand out, just like Fitz was talking about, as putting your hand out to stop. So what I did is it took a picture of the page. It knew that there were three headlines, and I just picked the article I want to read. Now it didn't perfectly get this, you know, the second article. So I probably would have retaken the picture if I had more time here with everybody. Uh, but I mean, it did it. It possibly. This is not the best thing to use because it does have a little bit of 
shine on it, like I have a light coming and it might might have glanced off and maybe that's why it didn't get it. But uh, again, it would just get the article. I did it before, earlier, and it was working fine. So it's amazing that I can communicate with it. I can find specific text that I want. I can find a specific area. I can even find the pro, uh, you know amount of a bill. Brian, that's fascinating. I'm imagining uh, someone like Fitz using it in the classroom or someone using oh. it at a restaurant, flipping through a menu, possibly even while using public transportation and looking at the train or bus schedule. Um, I think that those could be great uses for a product like that. However, there's a, another OrCam product that you wanted to share with us that may even be better for reading uh, long form text, correct? Well, everything we've been talking about right now is a wearable device. So the mm -hmm. OrCam II and the OrCam II Pro. So what OrCam has now come up with is a handheld version. Basically, it is a only though a reading device. So initially, it was, it was meant for people who have reading difficulties, like people who have dyslexia. And then I said, hey, wait a moment. This is definitely has some implications for uh, low vision, visual impairment. And now, actually, I've seen people who are blind picking it up using it So and who have used it. I have not worked with patients, a lot of patients yet. It is that new. So I'm still working it out, but it's working amazing. And we got great reviews at CSUN. So... Uh, I feel like CSUN was like the last like major thing I went to in life uh, since all <laughs> this has happened. But uh, I mean, people were astounded by how it works. And what I want to explain is the device itself is, again, lightweight. It's uh, just over 1.5 ounces. It looks like a big magic marker. And you hold it basically like a big magic marker or like a pen. And it, um, the, the length of it is just, uh, uh, just under five inches. So um, you can imagine how um, tiny this thing is and what it does. So it has a camera in the front. It's a 13 megapixel camera, which takes a picture again and then reads back the text. It's got four buttons on the top portion. It has a trigger button to trigger the camera to take a picture. It's got a plus and minus. So to fast forward, rewind while it's reading, or you can uh, adjust, adjust the volume. Uh, it has a power button. And also right behind the power button is a C-type uh, charger. Uh, behind that further is a hard wire, different than the OrCam II. OrCam II doesn't have a hard wire um, earphone input, but this, the, my, the OrCam Read does. And it also can hook up to um, uh, Bluetooth as well. And the way it works, it works through laser guidance. So how it works is you have two, two different things. You can read from anywhere you want on the page, or you can use what's called a bounding box. So it's like a laser that, that makes a box, and you put the box, you put the words in the, in the middle of the box, and it will only read that section. So you can read a paragraph, you can read a whole page, or you can use a laser that's a cursor. You can go switch between the two different laser guidances, and it'll read from that spot. So what I want to do is just kind of read from a book that I have here and just kind of show you guys and explain. So I have a book here in front of me uh, that I'm holding and I have the device in my left hand. I'm a lefty. So what I'm going to do is just make sure it's on. Okay. Hang on. Cause it was in a, in a battery save mode. Okay, good. And what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to push on a trigger button with the, um, my index finger and I'm holding this like a pen 
And if I push on the button, a little laser light comes out and it's like a cursor. I let go of the cursor and it immediately starts reading. This surge in dictyre eyes has had two profound consequences. New ways of acquiring canny edge, in other words, of doing science, and higher rates of Vince's fashion. This chapter will explore the fascinating recent history I digitization. Like so and I just stop it by pressing the trigger button. I can change the speed, I can make it go faster, I can make it go slower through, through personalization uh, menu. And I can also uh, fast forward and rewind while it's reading. And that's the uh, OrCam read. That is fascinating technology. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for sharing uh, information with our listeners about OrCam as well as the, the MyI2, the, My, the MyI2 Pro and the OrCam read. Um, Fitz, thank you for sharing your personal experience in the classroom and in the studio using your OrCam MyEye. Right now, Definitely. I'll ask you two to hold tight. We have, we're gonna ask folks uh, if they wanna do some Q&A here in a little bit, but before we get to that, I wanna kick it over to Odette Sim. And Odette, you've got some, uh, some information you'd like to share with, with our ACB listeners. Yep, thank you, Clark. So, hi everyone. Uh, First of all, I wanted to start by thanking the ACB for the invitation uh, to do this webinar together and, you know, for all the collaboration and partnership these uh, two organizations have these days. Um, I wanted to share with you, first of all, that in these special times that we are having, OCAM is providing weekly live content for the community. You can find us on Facebook three times a week, always on 12 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, you can find the videos on our Facebook page if you miss the live session. On Tuesdays, we are having yoga sessions with Lina, a certified yoga instructor. On Wednesdays, we are walking up with Taylor, a blind Paralympian. And on Thursdays, we have live talk uh, called Ask the Vision Loss Experts, co-hosted by our own Dr. Brian and Dr. Tricia from the Chicago Lighthouse. They discuss the effects of social isolation caused by this uh, COVID-19 and answers various questions regarding different relevant topics revolve this situation. In addition to that, we also updated our tutorials on our website. So if you are an Orcam user, you are uh, welcome to check a specific uh, feature or if you want to learn or to practice new features, you're welcome to go to our website, orcam.com or go to Orcam YouTube channel and find it over there. The main thing I wanted to share with you today is that Orcam continued to develop its technology for the blind and visually impaired community and reaching new heights even in these complex days. Um, people who are blind and visually impaired turn to Orcam when they need a reliable, portable, and discrete wearable assistive technology. In addition to the interactive reading that uh, Dr. Brian demo, 
we continue to work on the orientation feature, which is also an interesting uh, feature, interesting new feature. It's important to say it is still on a beta mode. And please note that it's not an obstacle detector and isn't intended to replace a guide dog or a cane. Uh, this feature can help you orient within your surrounding. It has two main commands. The first one is what is in front of me, which enables to identify the location of certain objects like doors, tables, chairs, cups, and screens. And the second command is guide me to whatever you want the device to guide you to. So for instance, guide me to the chair. And then the, the device will provide audio response in the form of fast beeping when you are far uh, from the object and slow beeping when you get close to it. Both of the features are revolutionary. And although orientation is still on beta, it allows you to understand the great potential in this device and how it, how it can be beneficial to you. So this is the, the, you know, the latest news from Orcam, uh, feature-wise. And I would also like to share, uh, you know, listener about Orcam promotions, uh, especially for the ACB members. We have, as I hope everyone knows, we have an ongoing promotional, uh, which basically uh, all ACB members are um, a, all ACM members sorry, entitled to 10% discount. Uh, but in addition, we have a limited time offer for the next month, basically until the end of May, that you can purchase the Orca My i2 Pro, the one, the one we just mentioned, with the new feature at the price of the regular My i2. So basically, you can get the My i2, receive the ACB discount and get the interactive reading and the orientation beta for free, which also allow you to receive the final feature when it will be available. If you're interested in the Orcam read that just been presented by Brian, you can purchase it also in a 10% discount. In the next few days, you will receive an email from the ACB elaborating on this process to receive the discount and to get in touch with us. You're also welcome to reach out to me directly at my email, oded, O-D-E-D, dot, sin, T-S-I-N, at orcam.com. So thank you. And Clark, I think we can open the floor for Q&A unless... You wanted to ask something? Oh, certainly. Well, first, Odette, thank you uh, for the community events that you guys are doing every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at noon uh, Eastern time. Uh, I know for folks who are getting a little stir crazy having that yoga class and being <laughs> able to work out with Tyler Marin, Marin a Paralympian. Uh, those are very beneficial for folks. And then for folks that, um, you know, may have some other difficulties, whether emotional, mental, uh, or just have some general questions about uh, eye health and eye disease, having that session to be able to ask the experts like Dr. Brian 
is very beneficial as well. So thank you for the work that you guys are doing to help enrich the community as well as the promotions that you're offering to ACB members. So I know many of our members will be looking uh, and waiting anxiously for those emails to come in and they know that in the meantime, they can go to the ORCAM website, Facebook page and YouTube channel where you guys have a lot of other great content. So again, Odit, Brian and Fitz, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll ask Rick Morin to come on and uh, share how we're going to run Q&A this evening with our members. Okay, thank you, Clark. Um, for those of you who are watching the or listening to the webinar and logged into Zoom, uh, if you're on the telephone, you can hit star nine, star nine if you've dialed in on the telephone to raise your hand. Uh, if you are on a PC, Alt-Y will raise your hand. And if you're on an iPhone app, if you came into Zoom through the iPhone app, there's a raise hand button uh, towards the bottom there in the middle. So, so check that out. Now, we've got Debbie Grubb here, who's going to be our first person to ask a question. Go, Deb. Hi, can you hear me? Loud and yes. clear. Cool. Very cool. Um, I have two quick questions. I'm really very impressed with this with this ORCAM. We at FCB had um, a demonstration several years ago, but I think you needed to have better ability to focus your eyes and stuff to make it work then. And this with the pointing and the other commands seems very helpful to me. My, my part A of my question is, if you get the ORCAM My Eye Pro, is the um, is the reading function from the OrCam read included in that, or does one have to get that separately? And my second question is, if you are moving around and want to read signage as you're going by, say you're in a store or an airport or looking for a ladies' room or whatever it is, can you um, can you move this little thing around and read signage as you're going by? And thank you. Thank, thank you, Debbie. Um, let me take it, Brian. So basically, the Ocam II have five features. The OCR is the main one, the ability to read. It also have facial recognition, barcode, money notes, and color recognition. So this is the main five functions. The new two functions for the uh, MyI2 Pro is the uh, interactive reading that Brian demo and the beta mode of the orientation uh, that I mentioned. So in total of seven functions and all include in the Orca My IT Pro. For the second part of your question, um, maybe fit to elaborate, but, but basically you can point uh, for uh, the the Okamaya is mounted to the glasses, so wherever you look, the camera can look and see. And if it's able to catch it, it will read it out loud to you. Uh, but I, I would like to hear Pete answering on this part. Yes, um, like I love cars, right? So when I'm in the car, I'm constantly pointing out the window, you know, taking the back of other cars to get the name. The, um, you can definitely get signs in the airport. It definitely helps you. I travel, I, I use it outside as much as I can. Whatever, wherever their words are at, you're going to be able to use it. 
and Fitz, does it work just as quickly um, out in the outdoor environment or in the airport as it did when you were pointing to things in your studio or reading yes. stuff in the classroom? Yes, it works. Same response. So if you're standing at a door and it says men's room, you can point the RCAM at it. It'll say men's room. It'll tell you men's room, ladies' room. This is stuff that I've done in college when I, you know, I found the bathroom. I wasn't sure it wasn't in Braille or anything. I'll point the RCAM at it, and it tells you men's room, ladies' room. I would say the only thing that it can't read is something that's uh, like in calligraphy or if it's mm -hmm. like uh, script font or certain funny, I call wed wedding invitation font. So yeah. it's not going to read that. It needs to be uh, not a logo. So it needs to be yes. pr like pr like uh, strict text. Um, yes. I do know someone else who, when uh, they use OrCam outside, for like signage and stuff, um, you know, it can be a bit tricky because if you don't know where the signs are, you don't know, wh you know, wh where you're pointing at. He, my my yeah. friend, friend Pedro uses it as, he calls it self-discovery. So if he's standing on the corner, he kind of taps on the side of the device, listens, okay, it read a sign, he moves the other way, taps another sign, and he kind of uses it kind of orienting himself because he yes. knows the neighborhood. Yes, and I'll point it at the whole front of the store. And whatever it gave me, I didn't have that two seconds before that. Right. You know, so it gave you a bit of the information that yes. you needed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I'm guessing that we'll need to wait for the, uh, the OrCam 3 to get that script and <laughs> calligraphy font reading. This is the challenge. This is the challenge that, that it's still, you know, the computer world is working on. But I wanted to mention that, uh, Brian mentioned, but I want to say it again. This is a, a, a self-contained device which means it's not connected to the internet. It can walk anywhere. So basically, even after you are on board, sitting in the plane, you can still use it to read books or whatever material you want to read. You don't need connectivity to anywhere. That's a great point. Uh, Rick, who's our next questioner? Yeah, we don't, well, I, I've got a couple questions. I find it fascinating that uh, given that you're not connected to the internet, you said it can do barcode scanning? Right. So, so it, it, it must have a, what, some, uh, a lot of product information stored on the device? Is that how that works? So basically, there are about a million barcodes that stored into the device. And it might seem a lot, but at the same time, you know, considering all the private labels uh, that are out there, so you can still miss some of the stuff. But you are able to basically save and, and create your own library of your own barcodes in the device. And then once you're in your own personal store, it will be able to recognize this barcodes that, that you stored into it. It's a very quick process of up to 30 seconds to save a barcode. So again, have already million barcodes, but you can store another 100 of your own. How often does that get updated? A, the best of my knowledge, it won't be updated. At least for now, there is the million that's in there, and you okay. can create your own library for an additional 100. Gotcha, gotcha. Deb Cook-Lewis. Hi. So um, I guess one of the things, just following up, first of all, on Rick's question about the barcodes, I mean, barcodes do, in fact, change. 
And if the barcode database is not ever updated in a couple of years, it will not be very functional. So I do hope that there's a, some kind of a plan for regular updates to it because same products uh, do actually change barcode. Um, the other thing that I was um, wanting to follow up on is kind of the whole discussion of a totally blind person um, locating accurately the, the thing they want to see. And I, I get about the signs because signs could be at any height and anywhere. And so they are kind of hit and miss. But, um, but when you're looking at something that's like a paper, um, you know, it's got print on it or whatever, does it give you um, feedback about um, whether you're not really quite lined up with it or whether you're, uh, I mean, sometimes it's kind of hard to know um, where where the print really is going to be, and so if you're overshooting it, then you're you're having nothing. Or if it's needing you to, does it give you feedback to to get your orientation for the reading? Well, that's I would. A, that's I, a great question. Thanks, Deb. I know we've all been in the situation, especially like trying to uh, mobile deposit a check. How do you line yes. it up properly in the yes, camera? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and you know, I've, I've aimed my iPhone at, at print or whatever, and, um, and it gets a word or two, but um, I was either not high enough or I was not uh, north enough or, yeah, that kind of thing. Sure. Well, one thing I would say is when using OrCam, I mean, initially there is a learning curve and a, something to learn of where you're holding something and orienting yourself properly. Um, there Again, we mentioned there are two ways to um, get OrCam to function. One is tapping on the side of the device in order to take a picture or finger pointing. Now, when you tap on the side of the device, it's just basically knowing that the, 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 the camera is pointing wherever your nose is pointing. So if you take a piece of paper and you bring it towards your nose and pull it far away, about 12 inches, it should get around that whole page because it's it's expanding its view as you go out. The device will tell you if you didn't get the whole page. It'll say there may be more text below. And if it's reading and it notices that there's more text below, it'll say, please raise the text up, point again, and there might be more text below. So that's, that's one feature. Also, while, while pointing, you'll hear different beeps. So if you point dead center and you get it right in the center, you'll hear a high pitch beep. If you point more off center, you'll hear a lower pitch beep. So it's just getting used to the device, I feel, and um, more of that training aspect and learning how to use it. I do feel it takes a little bit of time, but it, it can, there is that issue. The other thing you mentioned is about updating the um, barcodes. So uh, OrCam does get updates, it, it, just to mention this, by Wi-Fi, but Right now, I don't know about, uh, about them updating the barcodes through Wi-Fi, but it, right now, at this point, it has about, what would you say, Odette? It has just under a million barcodes? Yeah, approximately a million right. barcodes. But if it, uh, let's say you go to a specialty store, and it also is, depending on, because we're in how many countries now? For 45 different countries. Yep. Um, it's really made for the region. So it's not going to recognize something in Germany like it recognizes something here because we all have different types of, of products. products. Um, so if let's say you go into a specialty store here in like I'm in New York City and it doesn't recognize that certain barcode, well, I can teach OrCam that barcode and it will know it the next time. It's just a certain process. Fitz, what was your learning curve like using OrCam? 
just you know knowing where to put place your hand um knowing exactly you know it reads the back of your nail so knowing how to place your fingers on the back of the paper where you're you know where you want it to read from it just takes practice you know it, it didn't take me too long a couple tries and i got it It wasn't anything it's not a hard piece of device to work you know a couple of times you try it didn't get the whole page you try again and they'll get it. And Brian mentioned uh, holding a paper about a foot away. Have you noticed that that's the, is that the optimal distance or do you, will you hold something at arm's length? What works for you? About, about um, 12 inches away, about a foot away. Yes. It's perfect. If it don't work at that, you know, it depends on like the size of the, the page, the size of the page. If it's a bigger page, you want to hold it a little bit further away from you so it takes a bigger picture. This is just how I work it. If it's a you know smaller page, I'll bring it in and they'll you know get the page. But it takes a picture of the whole page and read it from top to bottom. And if it's a big page, the further you hold it away from you, you're more likely to capture everything that's on that page. And so like yeah. all technology, a, a slight learning curve, but it sounds like mm -hmm. you've mastered it pretty well. <laughs> Deb, thanks for the questions. Hello. Right, we have someone else? Yeah, we have phone number 8920. You're up. Yes. Uh, got a couple just similar questions. One is the uh, My uh, OrCam uh, Pro. Is that a separate hardware? And if it is separate hardware, will the uh, standard uh, OrCam version 2 uh, have software upgrades to be able to obtain the same kind of interactive text reading. So basically when you purchase Orcam, we commit to give uh, updates, software updates when it is available for the warranty period, which means if we need to do some bug fix or any kind of update to make everything work properly, we uh, obligate to, to give these updates in this warranty period. Uh, the Orcam I2 Pro basically include, include two new features that are, uh, um, it, it's not an update, it's more like an upgrade. It's different features that were not available until today. Uh, so if someone would like to upgrade his Orcam I2 to my I2 Pro, there are options. And also, uh, we offer uh, an upgrade and we offer a discount for ACB members. But it is different product and different device. Okay, what would the cost be, the upgrade? So I, 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 I can elaborate on prices in general. The full retail price for the Orcam My i2 Pro is $5,500. Until uh, the end of May, uh, we are offering it in a price of $4,500. And for ACB members, as I said, 10% uh, discount in addition, uh, which brings you to $4,050. Uh, if you, as I said, already have a, a the Orcam II, we're offering an upgrade for $700 with an additional discount for ACB members. All right. Thank you, Odette. And I'm sure folks can contact uh, the Orcam 
uh, to receive additional information about uh, those. As I said, or maybe I will elaborate a little bit more about this. Uh, we will send, or ACB will send an email to all of you with all the information. Mm -hmm. um, and there is a process that we need to go through to get the discount just because we want to keep it strictly for ACB members. So uh, you will receive the email, you will send us the detail. I will reach out to ACB and basically uh, have like, you know, authorization that this person is an actual member and then we will be able to provide you with this discount. But all, you will get all the details in the, in the email. Great. Rick, who's next? Well, this is Rick again. Does it have multilingual support? So, Orkan nowadays operates in 45 countries, uh, supporting 25 languages. The Orkan My Eye, too, sorry, not the Orkan Read. And different countries come with uh, different relevant uh, languages, but yeah, wherever you are, you will be able to find the relevant uh, uh, language for you. They all can read for now, available only in English. In the future, we will have more languages also available with it. Okay, Debbie Grubb. Um, this is very exciting to me. I'm wondering, though, is it possible before committing to buy, even with these wonderful discounts, are there, is there a way to have um, a one-on-one -on -one demonstration where you can actually hold and touch this device and get some idea of, of how it works? I understand the learning curve, but I just think it would be very nice if, if some, you could have be with somebody and actually look at it and let them help you see it at its best. Is that doable? So, so yes and no. Basically, we do offer training and we do offer personal training, but we are having a bit complicated time these days when everything <laughs> is on Zoom. So uh, we can do some kind of training online and you also have tutorials as I mentioned on our website, so you can you know, continue the training later on. We also have a, a customer support team located in Israel, which is available for our users, you know, to go on a call with a person later on after you already purchased the device and have additional training. Um, but having said that, we do offer 30 days of a money back guarantee which means even if you order the device, you already, it's in your hand, you play with it, you received this day, the, the online training, I'm sorry, but not personal, and you are not satisfied with the device, you are able to, to return it uh, in, in this term of 30 days. And, you know, I think that all of us are really eager to go back to the point that we will be, able, we will be actually able to meet each other and interact in person. Well, I think that that's a, a great policy that should offer some, some peace of mind for folks as they're, they're investing in this great technology. Uh, a question for Fitz. Fitz, when you are using... Uh, your Orcam in the studio, and are you working with other musicians at the time? And what do they think when they see you using this technology as you work the, the sound and mixing boards? Oh, man, they are amazed. Uh, 
So right before I came in to the control room, before I started this webinar, I went into the waiting area and um, I had on the device, you know, and they were so amazed, like, what is that? And I'm explaining them, explaining it to them. And they're always amazed. Like they always, every time someone see it and they, you know, I tell them what it is, Orcam gets a new fan or a new um, customer. It's like, it's an amazing product, you know? Don't you tell them it's your bling? <laughs> I got. Uh, I'm gonna put some diamonds on it, but I actually got. <laughs> but I actually got cool glasses for it. You know, you know, you ain't cool unless you got, you know, blind professional unless you got Ray Bans. And I got a pair of Gucci with it. So you know, I do. I do throw it on with style. <laughs> but every time I use it, though, every time I use it, they're amazed by it. So, and I'm also intrigued by the uh, the barcode scanning and product recognition feature of the the OrCam MyEye. Uh, please, no judgment, but the other day when I was on a, a call with my boss, uh, Eric Bridges, ACB Executive Director, I was in the kitchen, you know, working from home as we're all doing these days, and I was making myself uh, a drink. It just a spritzer, you know, some juice and some sparkling water. So I'm on the phone with him. I put the, the juice in the glass, you know, having a conversation, talking about some, some bill or policy who, who can even remember if it was at least, you know, a day ago, more like two weeks and get done with the conversation, put the seltzer water in, go to take a sip and almost did a, a double take or a spit take because <laughs> I had grabbed a can of beer to put into my juice and wound up making a, you know, a juice and beer spritzer instead of <laughs> juice and bubbly water. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, a product, product recognition or scanner would have come in really handy right about then. <laughs> you sure that's not what you was trying to make? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Who, who doesn't love uh, some in the beer? It's a family recipe right there. Yeah, I know, right? It sounds like it went right with the recipe. <laughs> yeah. No, but I've used that um, part of it also. You know, I've just recklessly just picked up a bottle in, uh, you know, somewhere, anywhere around and just check it to make sure it works and it does work. Nice. All right, Rick, any more questions? No, that's all the questions, but boy, this has been very, very impressive. If, if anybody wants to you know, sneak a question in, if you're on a telephone, star nine. If you're on a PC, it's alt Y. And if you're on an iPhone app, there's a raise hand button at the bottom of the app, at the bottom of the screen. So, um, oh, and someone here, we've got someone that just is ready to ask a question. Yeah, this and is it Brown. says, there you go. It says, call in user one. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, this is uh, Cindy from Chicago, and I wanted to make a statement about the gentleman who was reading, uh, was talking about the computer and um, the book, because I'm working from home, and I am a rehab teacher, and so I understand what he was saying about that uh, when I first started working from home, I restarted my computer so many times because I didn't know what was going on with the computer. Jobs would not say anything. The computer wasn't doing anything. And, and so I, re where you I restarted stuck. it. Yeah, I restarted it so many times that I I totally knocked myself. I had to reconstruct the whole computer all over again. 
Yes. So I know exactly what he's talking about. So that would have came in very handy. Yes. Just point it at the screen, and it will tell you what's on the screen. When Joyce quit, mm -hmm. when VoiceOver quit, you still have a tool right. that's not, you know, attached to any other device. It's its own device. Yeah, that would have been wonderful. Thank you for that demonstration. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. All right, yeah, Rick, and if yeah, we've got we've got another hand up. We've got a couple actually. Great. Uh, Debbie Grubb is back. Hey, Debbie. Got to unmute yourself, Debbie. Oh, all right. Hey. Sorry. I thought I had, but anyway, here I am again. Could you go into a little more um, explanation about this pointing? I understand that the device is magne magnetically attached to glasses. I get all that stuff, but I'm not sure um, about the pointing and which you do with your hand and which you do by turning your head a certain way. And if you could just, I think that would be helpful to us if we could just understand a little bit about the dynamics of the simple facts of focusing on something, whatever it might be so that we can have or cam help us with it. Cause I'm a little unclear about this. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how I use it first. So it reads the back, it reads your nail. Right? Like when you put your finger flat on the page, it reads the part of your nail that's facing you. So wherever that part of your nail is at, it's going to read from there on. And it's going to make the, the sound. It's going to make a sound, and it's going to tell you, all right, I got where your hand is at. And <clears throat> you remove your hand, and it'll start reading from right there. So you place your hand on wherever it is you think the text is at. You wait for the sound. It's going to make a beep sound. You remove your hand, it's going to take a picture, and it'll start reading from that point. So if you think the text is at the bottom of the paper or you want to read from around the bottom of the paper, but you put your nail there. Make sure your nail is flat, your finger is flat on the paper, and your nail, the back, your nail is facing you. So the computer reads your nail, the back of your, your, your actual fingernail. So it's the, the OrCam device and the, the artificial intelligence within the device recognizes your hand and recognizes some of the gestures and movements of your hand, correct? Correct, right. and I'm gonna explain that a, a little bit more um, yes. because it's uh, the way I like to explain it and I've taught hundreds of people how to use OrCam that came up with the uh, teaching actually of, of it uh, seven years ago. So what it is is you need to activate OrCam in order to take a picture. You don't want it taking pictures constantly over and over and over again because it's going to be information overload. So you really want OrCam to work when you want it to work. So if you want to read something, a page out of a book, the menu, um, the mail, there's two ways, there's actually three ways to activate it. One is just tapping on the side of the device. You hold you're, you're holding the piece of pa paper, that you, the text that you want to read, about 12 inches in front of you or further or closer, depending on what you're comfortable with. Your nose pointing towards the center of the page, tapping on the side, the camera takes a picture. You'll hear a beep and you'll hear a shutter sound. When you 
don't want to tap, let's say you just want to be hands-free, um, you can use hand gestures in order to trigger the device to work. And that's the finger pointing. And it's not pointing your finger straight ahead. You need to have your finger like the number one, like your finger up in the air, like pointing to the sky. So it sees your fingernail. So you bring you introduce your finger into the field of view of the camera. The camera recognizes your finger or that gesture. You hear a beeping sound that it recognizes your finger. You remove your finger and then you'll hear a shutter sound that it took a picture. So your finger is just a trigger. It's triggering the camera to take a photo. The third way to take a photo is automatically. So there's a setting that you can, for a certain number of seconds, if you hold a page in front of you and it sees three sections, three corners of that paper, it'll automatically take a photo within five to 10 seconds. So hopefully that explains the finger pointing gesture a little bit better. You know, maybe just a, a, a small addition. When you put the glasses on your face and the device mounted to the glasses, you don't need to think of where the camera is. Basically, we treat our nose as center of things and then put whatever we want to read in front of our nose. The camera will be able to, to capture it. Correct. And Brian... Uh, you and Fitz earlier had mentioned there are other hand gestures as well, right? Like holding your hand up, like a, a stop sign to have the reading stop, turning your the back of your wrist towards your face, uh, like you're going to read a watch and it'll tell you the time. Are there other gestures as well? Those are the only gestures right now. So the other pointing, stop gesture, and a watch gesture. So exactly what you said. Um, we'll see in the future if there's any more. Uh, the only other thing is I mentioned that you tap once on the side to take a photo. If you did a double tap, it actually goes into a, uh, that um, language processing mode to listen to you. Great. And Rick, any others? No, all said here, Clark. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this evening and sharing uh, the latest and greatest about the OrCam MyEye 2 and, uh, and the MyEye Pro, as well as the new OrCam Read. Uh, again, I want to thank you for offering the community events uh, and the content that you're generating for the blind and visually impaired community that's available on the OrCam Facebook page. And we'll be certainly certain to list those in the ACB uh, community events as well so that folks know where, when and where to find them. Uh, so Dr. Brian, uh, low vision optometrist and OrCam consultant, uh, thank you for sharing your expertise with us this evening. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Fitz Martin, ACB member and board member of the Greater New York Chapter. Thank you so much for sharing your work and your personal experience with the ORCA MyI2. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I see. And Odit Sin, uh, we all look forward to reviewing the information that you all are going to share with ACB and our members um, here in the upcoming days. And we look forward to continuing our relationship with ORCAM. So thank you for joining us and helping us put this together this evening. 
Thank you, Clark, and thank you, ACB and ACB members for joining us this, this evening. Yeah, and thank you everyone who joined us here on the webinar. Rick, thanks for managing the webinar this evening. And a big shout out to everyone listening in ACB Radio Land. Uh, as always, you can find more community conference calls and events like this on the ACB webpage. That's www.acb.org. And to learn more about ORCAM, you can visit the ORCAM website. And that's www.orcam.com. Correct, Odette? Yep. All right. So I think that's it for me, Rick. Okay. Thanks, everybody. All right, guys. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. All right, Otis.